So I probably recorded a version of this episode a few times, uh, and every time I just kept on recording for so long, and then just speaking without a sure plan of how to get from point A to point B. And I kept on, kept on finding myself in need of asking for directions at a gas station and being completely stubborn and refusing. Finally, after the gentle urging of my boyfriend Joe, I stopped and decided I would regroup and plan what I was going to say, more to prevent what had been happening all night to that point. A big old bunch of watery word diarrhea. So, uh, that was, that was this past Saturday night, uh, and I went to bed after researching a couple ideas and Sunday afternoon, uh, Joe and I went to his mom's house and to watch TV football mostly and eat chili. <laughs> nice little Sunday afternoon. Um, and a question posed to us by one of his moms, uh, sparked the idea that I am actually, that actually got this episode going and, uh. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Um, she she asked us about different non-network accurate news sources. Uh, not for herself, but for someone else in her life that was disenfranchised by the mainstream uh, media services of uh, news on cable or news on network, network news. Um, so I, I we gave her uh, a few ideas and, and it got me thinking that there's, prob- there's a possibility um, someone else out there might benefit more um, from in the, from more formal information. Um, could I benefit from more information about this? I, it's everyone probably could <laughs> uh, benefit from more information about this. So, so um, what is we're we're going to cover this today? Um, uh, accurate news sources, um, and what's not accurate and what to watch out for, um, involving other network news that you may still want to, uh, still go to because it's easily accessible through cable and and through TV providers. So, but we're going to talk about, um, widely believed accurate news sources, how to access them. Um, and we're also going to talk a little bit about, uh, factual media, um, versus, uh, biased and, uh, editorial media. Uh, so here we are. This is accurate media sources and all that jazz on the officially unofficial geek podcast. Um, where can we go for accurate news? And I am your host as always, Carrie Quinn. Hi. And, um, this is a, a really hotbed thing, you know, and, and when I was originally recording before, I was kind of like going off about everything going on in the media and everything like that and everyone going harping on this, harping on that. And it really, when we sat there and we were talking uh, to his mom and, and, and he was, she was asking about that. And I was like, you know what? It's really a big deal. You know, we had... Four years of people harping on the idea of fake news. So, um, let me start right away. Um, one by mentioning, okay, so you may be asking yourself, uh, listening to this podcast, uh, listener, um, you may be asking yourself, why is she talking about the news on a geek 
podcast. Well, if you recall, basically the, the, the idea of this podcast was to bring you, um, pop culture and being a geek for pop culture and culture as a whole. So you can't really look at culture as a whole without looking at information sources. And one of the main information sources of the world, um, would be just looking at the news. Uh, so first and foremost, let me start by saying one thing, um, and I might end up reiterating this throughout the episode. Um, there is a big difference between reporting what is happening in the world and providing an editorial on what is happening in the world. An editorial is largely an opinion that can be formed um, by either formed using um, either accurate information or fake information, um, untrue information. Uh, Ideal editorials are based on factual information, obviously. Um, Editorial content um, ideally presents an opinion based on facts of what is known. Um, That variable or the known is the news. Editorial content, um, because it is based on someone's opinion, is often presented with bias. Um, Bias, whether it it basically shows a um, preference, Um, whether it be politics-wise, news-wise, right, left, or center. Uh, So looking and researching um, different types of of just going on Google and asking about accurate uh, news sources, you get a lot of different articles and talking about, you know, what's inaccurate about news sources and what, you know, to look out for. And that's always very important. That is very important to know. And we we will talk about that uh, later in today's show. But um, so I found a, a few different sources talking about different news sources that are really accurate or seemingly accurate and people believe are accurate overall. Um, I do have a list that I actually got from a YouTube channel called Top Tens. It's a YouTube channel. Uh, Top Tens is T-O-P space T-E-N-Z. And it's a YouTube channel, and they do, obviously, it's not just a clever name. They do top 10 uh, reports of different items, and I did find one um, in regards to accurate news sources. And when I watched it, it was very, um, very, very, very similar to other articles I was finding about the topic and the different um, media sources that they were referencing. So... Um, I'm just going to go through these. To me, um, they presented it as a top 10. Um, any other source just kind of provided it usually as just a list with no real um, specific uh, uh, order. And that's kind of the way I look at it, is that there's no real specific order here. Um, but obviously with the top 10s uh, uh, YouTube channel, they present it as a top 10. Um, what I'm going to do also while I'm presenting these, uh, to everyone is I'm going to actually, uh, not only just present them, but I want to give you guys information about how you can access these so that you guys can be up to date on what's happening and know exactly what you're dealing with, uh, in the world and what's going on in the world. Uh, so here we go. 
Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is the Wall Street Journal. It's a newspaper, obviously. Um, people know that's a newspaper. And the easiest way for anyone to effectively and um, I, I guess what, what I would say is affordability-wise, it's it's pretty affordable. Um, there's a digital format that is available through their website that only costs you $4 a month, just $4. And you can have the Wall Street Journal, the palm of your hand every day. Um, so it's pretty good, pretty good price range there for $4 a, a month, you know. Um, the New York Times is the next one. Now, the New York Times, obviously, is a, a newspaper, and it's pretty well known. And um, what you have to also realize is when I'm talking about newspapers and I'm talking about any of these news sources, you have to keep in mind that when you're talking about general news, which is reporting what's happening in the world, it's very accurate and there's no bias. But the problem is, is you have to also remember when you're getting into the editorials pages of these publications, keep remembering that obviously you're dealing with people's opinions in that, in that aspect, in that um, idea. So you do have to deal with the fact that if someone is forming an opinion, they're forming a bias. That's basically the general, the general term explained. Um, so just remember that when you're looking at accuracy for any of these, remember it's based on the accuracy of reporting the news as it happens in the world. Um, now, the New York Times, um, most people have heard of that one. Now, they have on their website, they have a digital format, which just like with the Wall Street Journal digital format, it's at the palm of your hand. You can read it on your phone. And that is, instead of doing it per month, they do it per week. Um, and that is $1 a week format, digital format. $1. All the power of the New York Times is in the palm of your hand. Now, there's a couple of news sources that get mentioned here and there that are not American, which is fine because, well, there's more to the world than the United States of America, and we should really understand that and believe that and operate under that idea. So here we go. The first one on the list is BBC World News. Um, so the BBC World News obviously um, comes from Great Britain, uh, the UK, and it is um, a cable channel. So it is available in the United States through certain cable um, service providers. So you would have to, if you have cable, you'd have to look it up that way. Um, they do have videos on their channel on YouTube you can watch. Um, but other than that, you would need to access, like I said, through a cable service provider. Um, I would also say that there are probably, there's probably news articles and everything like that that you can access through their website. Um, but that's, that's the gist of where you can access BBC World News. Uh, the next one, uh, would be NPR. That's the National Public Radio. Um, their website is npr.org. 
uh, you can go there to um, their connect page. So the C-O-N-N-E-C-T page. Uh, you can click on that and search for your local NPR stations. I did it last night. I now know what my local NPR station in Rockford is. Um, look, you can look at all the top news stories there. Um, you can also find info about their podcasts that they sponsor and other apps uh, that you can find out to get your news fixed through NPR. And the good news about that one is it's free. You can get all the information you need on their website, or you can download their apps. I know that with NPR, I do follow them also on Facebook, so I see all their major headlines that come through uh, during the day, so that's also helpful as well. So the next uh, tool that it gets major gets majorly mentioned um, in a lot of different articles and different resources is um, Snoops. So... Snopes, Snoops, what have you. Um, now, technically, this is not a news organization. It's not a news source. It's not a media page. It's not a media website, except for the fact that um, it is pretty important in this day and age um, due to all the misinformation that's out there. Um, it's a really cool site where if you haven't heard of it, I don't know why you wouldn't have heard of it, but I'll... Um, basically tell you about it anyways. It's a site where if you see something um, and you hear something or you hear something from a, a, a chain social media post to news stories uh, that seem a little odd, um, you can go on their website and see if they researched it for accuracy. See if they, you know, basically did a quality assurance check on uh, whatever you've been reading and tell you if it's real, accurate, and if it is accurate, how accurate is it? If it is false, how insanely false it is. And I've had moments like that where you look at something and you're just like, not only is this untrue, it's really untrue. And I love that. I love that about that website. It's a website, um, not necessarily a news source, but they do give you a lot of information because they are talking to you about why something's true and why something's false and they're explaining it to you as well. So that's always good. And uh, so that is a website and it's a really great tool and you can get a lot of information there. Okay, so the next one is a personal favor of mine, um, even though I have a hard time pronouncing it sometimes. I'm just going to be honest here. Okay, so for the podcast, I had to sit here before I before I recorded, I had to sit here and I'd be like, okay, how the fuck do I pronounce this word? Because I've had it and that where I've said it and I always have people um, uh, correcting me and like it happened even just this morning. I was telling I was telling uh, the boyfriend, I was telling Joe about um, what I was going to be talking about tonight uh, when I recorded and I mentioned the name of this site and it's a site that he uses it's a site I use it's really funny I say the the word and he's like uh no you gotta pronounce it differently he's like you mean this right <clears throat> so okay I looked it up before the podcast recording this evening and I think I can do this I think I got it the next site is Reuters Okay, so either I did it right, 
and everyone's like, yay, you did it, or I did it wrong, and everyone's like, oh, no. <laughs> so, um, Reuters is really good because they got an app for that, okay? Um, not only can you carry Reuters in the palm of your hand on your phone, you can also get it as a Roku app. You can get I believe you can get it as an app with anything else. It There is a smart TV app for Reuters, and you can literally carry it with you anywhere. I love this, and I kind of stumbled upon it um, because I have a car that uses uh, the Android Auto app. And I remember when I, one day I hooked up my phone to the car. Basically what happens is you can take your, your smartphone and you can hook it up to the dash of your car. And you can listen to music. You can uh, reply to text messages that way. So it's hands-free, uh, you know, and, and um, it's connected to Google. So Google, uh, the connection to Google, you had this ability that they had this, um, the Reuters um, headline uh, news thing that they would put up every day. So every morning when I would uh, be on my way to work, I would listen uh, for at least like 20 to 30 minutes of headlines um, just on my commute to work every day. So that was... That was my, my thing, and that was my first taste of the news in the morning if I didn't get to watch any before I left for work. Uh, so, um, it has grown uh, in the last few years to include some opinion-based editorials, uh, some opinion-based editorial content, which, as you remember I mentioned earlier, uh, does have bias Um but the straightforward news stories are still accurate to boot. So it's a really great source. So if you're not interested in anyone's opinion, stay away from the editorial stuff, obviously. <clears throat> now the next one is The Economist. Okay, so The Economist is highly ranked by a number of sources I looked at. And it looks like uh, they know it because... Uh, this one will set you back. Okay, so um, like I said, as part of what I was doing here, I was looking to see how you can access each of these sources. And, and I got to tell you, The Economist, it must be printed on gold leaf fucking shit paper. Like, like, like the golden goose laid a shit golden egg and, and they... Print the Economist on that for how much it costs for you to buy it. All right. Um, <laughs> so this is a weekly magazine, okay, um, and that might attribute to why it's so expensive um, for the subscription. Uh, but it's a weekly magazine, and you on their subscription page you have two options. All right, you can either get the strictly digital format, or you can choose a print and digital format, which obviously it means exactly what it sounds like. You're getting both a print form sent to your home, and you're also going to have your digital form where you can carry it everywhere, palm of your hand kind of shit, okay? Um, 
So the digital version version has okay. So both versions, both tiers of of versions of of subscriptions, also have two tiers underneath it of um, what you can choose for your subscription terms. Um, so in the digital format, just speaking on the digital format right now, um, they have a 12 week subscription and then an annual subscription. Uh, so the digital only 12 weeks, week subscription, uh, the quarterly is $55 and the annual subscription for just the digital is $189. So it better be good. Okay. So that's not even taking into account the idea of the print and digital format, uh, tier, which you have for the print and digital tier, you have the subscription model, um, with uh, the quarterly and annually $69 versus the 225 respectively. It's yeah, it's pretty expensive. Um, but you know, this is, this is, uh, looking at this, this, uh, um, publication. It's been around for a long time, uh, since 1843 actually. So it's been around. Um, they do talk about on their subscription offer page that they do boast liberal values. Okay. Um, so they actually come out and say that they boast liberal values um, but like a lot of things, you know, if you're staying away from the editorial section and just looking at the news, you should be fine. Um, but just in case you can't be deterred, maybe if you're a conservative person and don't really care about, uh, liberal opinion, um, one, I, I don't know why you'd be listening to me. Um, but two, in case you are here, in case you are listening to me, um, I would say probably stay away from the editorial section of the economist, stick with the news, um, or pick one of these other options and it'll be cheaper, quite frankly. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about definitely is cheap for everyone and it's PBS, the PBS news hour. Okay. So I like PBS. PBS obviously stands for a public broadcasting. Um, and in a world of the 24 hour news cycle, um, a news source like CNN and Fox news, so, you know, the typical ones that everyone sees and even the so-called, uh, air quotes, independent, uh, counterparts like AON and Newsmax and Cheddar, um, have to make things more exciting and stimulating to get you to continue turning, tuning in to sell advertising. Okay. So it's a corporate model. I mean, I, I, I can tell, I can't tell you, I can't tell you, um, how much CNN I watch daily. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, however, uh, PBS, which is, uh, like I said, public broadcasting doesn't have to care about being exciting or leaning a certain way with editorials for selling ad space. Um, and that's why they are one of the, the best news sources by many people's scales for accuracy and low bias. Um, in a March, um, 
this is kind of going a few years back, but um, in a March uh, 8th, 2017 article on the Huffington Post, the Huffington Post referred to PBS News as unexciting and even keeled. Uh, they also went on to say, and I quote, News hour is not sexy. It is not filled with in-your-face excitement. What it is is what it has always been, a trustworthy and responsible look at the issues of the day, end quote. Now, you can get... Um, the, the access to this in the typical way that you have for the last 40 years that it's been around. You watch PBS. Um, it's on weekly, um, weeknights. And, and they also have a, a website. It's www.pbs.org slash newshour slash. So the next, um, the next to last accurate news source that I, I have to present to you um, before I talk about some other stuff, um, is C-SPAN. So, if someone in media or online says to you, so-and-so said this, or they make some claim that Ben Shapiro said that the Democrats in the Senate are trying to boil babies like corned beef and cabbage during a Senate hearing for Amy Coney Barrett, why not go to the source? Why not go to the source and, and, and look at the uncensored and uncut video of supposedly what actually happened in the Senate chamber. That would be C-SPAN. That's what C-SPAN is. Okay. And I, I honestly, I'm sorry, I couldn't figure out a better way to describe what C-SPAN was. Um, it's exactly what it seems like. Uh, and it's about what the top tens video uh, described it like, except I just used uh, a little bit more colorful, uh, touch of color, uh, description. They didn't actually talk about, um, boiling babies like corned beef and cabbage. So, um, anyways, C-SPAN is, uh, through your local cable provider. It is a cable network that basically just sits there and records the, um, House representatives or Senate or different other aspects of the government just forms exactly what they say and show it for us to all see. Now, uh, as an added bonus, I remember I used to watch C-SPAN from time to time to watch the very interesting and heated debates um, that not only occur on our Senate, our the United States Senate and House Representatives floor, but the UK Parliament floor. Oh my goodness. If you are in the need to watch guys... Like, like old crusty white guys argue and threaten like bodily harm of other old crusty white guys, then check out any footage you can find of a heated debate on the parliament floor. You will not be upset with that. You will not think it is wasted time. That shit is pure entertainment. And I say so. I'm, I don't care. I don't care. It is, it's pure entertainment. Because they all want to be like, I'm so proper and British. I'm so proper and British. And then they go at each other. It's fun. I just got to say it's fun. And you can find it sometimes on C-SPAN. So look at your cable service provider for C-SPAN for complete truth and entertainment in this world. Okay, so the number one access for anyone to get accurate news is straight from the horse's mouth 
the Associated Press. Okay, it seems so goddamn simple, right guys? Okay, so the Associated Press is basically these reporters that go to where the action's fucking happening, and they go and they report on it. That's, that's it. That's what they do. They go, they find out what's happening, they take the pictures if needed, they use the words, they write the shit, they put it out there. When you hear a talking head on CNN, not that I don't have talking heads that I like on these networks, but anyways, when you have a news anchor on CNN, MSNBC, CBS, any of these places talking about something that happened in Iraq, they weren't there. The member of the Associated Press was, and they basically reported on what's happening. They're the ones getting in there where the bombs are going off, and they're reporting it. Um, So you can either access that news through different news sources um, and just kind of ignore any kind of editorial content that's attached to them, or you can go directly to their website. Basically, really simple, apnews.com. Go there, get the straight shit. Um, so that's, that's it. Those are, those are the 10 um, best news sources for accuracy. Um, and because I don't want to just provide you with a solution without talking about how to identify the problem, let's talk about what to look for, look out for, a little bit with news sources. So, uh, Cornell University Library Info Guides uh, provides an infographic, yay, on how to spot fake news that I found. Now, since you can't see it right now, I'm just going to describe it to you, and I'll probably, I'll probably post it to the Facebook site um, when the show goes up, so that you can look at it while I'm telling you about it. Um, so I'm just going to tell you the different parts of it and describe it and, you know, that kind of thing. So the first, um, it's basically, this is, this is a guide on different things that, you know, you should take into account involving news sources. First, consider the source, um, click away from the story that especially if it seems odd, Uh, to investigate the site, uh, its mission, and its contact information. So, this is kind of what I'm talking about, about being able to differentiate between what is opinion, what is fact, also. Um, Are you reading an editorial talking about what someone's opinion is based on actual facts? Um, Because opinion can be skewed however the the fuck you want it to be. Um, It doesn't have to be just the facts of the case or the the news story. Um, Read beyond. Okay, now this one. Okay, this is what it says and it's so duh. Headlines can be outrageous in an effort to get clicks. What's the whole story? Read the god damn article before commenting. Really? Read the goddamn article before commenting. 
Seriously. Read it. Because so many times we see that, that people don't read it. So read the goddamn article. Read it. Read it. Because you probably don't know everything. Okay? Alright, good. Um, check the author. Uh, do a quick search on the author. Are they credible? Are they even real? Okay, so we do live in a world of AI. Sometimes AI, um, sometimes companies will create AI, um, uh, uh, AI content for a laugh. Um, sometimes they create it just because they want to see what would happen. Um, so one, make sure they're real. Make sure, um, that the, the person writing it actually, you know, knows what they're talking about. Like if somebody's saying they're talking about um, tax evasion and normally they write about, you know, Mattel's newest Barbie, they they probably don't have any idea what they're talking about. I, I mean, unless unless the new Barbie coming out is, is tax audit Barbie, complete with her calculator and, and, and set of receipts... They have no clue what they're talking about, even then. So, check the author. Supporting sources would be the next one. Uh, click on those links. Determine if the info actually, the info given actually supports the story. Okay, so you want to make sure that you're not dealing with somebody that has misquoted someone um, or misused information or, or what have you, or misconstrued information from a story to twist it for their own needs. This happens quite frequently and you, you do, it's, the thing is, is this because it's one of those things where like they could say like, this person said it and then their reader comprehension and the reader comprehension of anyone that they are talking to in their own piece can skew any which way, depending on what works best for them. And so check the sources, the, the cited sources. Check the date. Um, reposting old, new, old news uh, doesn't mean that they're relevant to current events. Uh, the, um, an example of this is not necessarily like that big of a deal, is when a um, lesser known celebrity has died, and they died actually like two years ago. And for some reason, their name is back in the news, and um, some reason it's ended up back in someone's um, Facebook, uh, uh, their their Facebook uh, uh, feed, and they're like, "Oh my God, this guy died! Oh my God, everybody, R.I.P." And the problem is, is they didn't actually, you know, read beyond like was mentioned earlier, to find out that there's a date on the article that shows that they died actually two years ago. You're a little late to the party. You're a little late to the grease cycle. But nice of you to finally join. Is it a joke? If it's too outlandish, it may be satire. Research the site and author to be sure. Now, okay, so there are satire sites that are clearly a satire like The Onion even though over recent <laughs> the last recent years sometimes it seems like anything there, there's a lot of things that end up in the news that you read the headline you're like is this The Onion? like and you turn it turns out it's like actually something that happened 
But the, yeah, the Onion is a good example of that. Um, it's funny news sources, their satire, and just make sure that um, if you have any question involving that, because there's another, there's other ones that are popping up here and there now, um, like the Hard Times um, and like the Onion. And so what you want to do is you want to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. You want to find the About Us, um, because usually once you get to the About Us page, it's going to state, we are a satire in some way or form. Now here's one that might be tough for people. Um, that's a part of the infographic. It's check your own biases. We all have them, okay? Um, this is what it says. It says, Consider if your own beliefs could affect your judgment. Yes. Yes. Quite frequently, we all find ourselves in this position where, you know, we want something to be true or we feel a certain way already towards a certain um, thing. Like, um, you know, here and there, there might be something that comes out that's completely untrue about somebody or something. And because we already have that feeling of ickiness towards something, we automatically think it's true when in actuality it's probably clickbait or just completely untrue. And the last item on the infographic from Cornell University uh, says to ask the experts. Uh, this says uh, ask a librarian or consult a fact-checking site. So there, we're going back to the idea of snoops um, and fact-checking sites. Uh, there's a ton of them out there. Go check them out. Um, in fact, if you're listening to this and you want to go on the Facebook page and be like, hey, here's a fact-checking site that I use other than snoops, have at it. Go ahead. Put it on there so that people, if they're coming and they're seeing this, they can see, okay, so snoops, I couldn't really find what I was looking for. Maybe they can find it on another site. Maybe you have the answers that they need. Um, consult an expert because maybe we don't have all the answers. Maybe we're actually really dumb humans and only know a small little bit about a small little bit of our world. And maybe we don't actually understand everything about um a, a number of things. When you have a number of people basically sitting there deciding that they understand that COVID-19, it doesn't matter if you wear a mask to keep transmission down because I said so and because Donald Trump said so, but yet all science experts are saying, wear a damn mask for Christ's fucking sakes. Wear the goddamn mask. Donald Trump and any of his cronies are not experts in science. Science. Not Donald Trump. Scientists know what to ha what you should be doing involving trying to prevent the spread of COVID-19. That's just an example. It's actually consulting actual experts in the field of what you are reading about. Um, so spawning untrue sources can be exhausting. Um, luckily, we have some resources to check the stuff in the palm of our hands. Like we can access Snoop um, if you have a uh, Snoops. If you have a uh, 
a smartphone. Uh, you can access it from the computer. Um, any other fact-checking sites you can access. Um, even if you wanted to, uh, you know, maybe there's a certain subject that you're just like, okay, I want to learn more about this subject. You can go and you can research um, university sites about that subject. Um Depending, you could, I mean, it would be university sites depending on whether it's something that would be, you know, researchable on a university site. This is unlike the time of, like, way back in the day of yellow journalism, um, which was a term that was coined in the late 1800s uh, to describe the and uh, differentiate accurate news stories with sensationalism. Uh, much attributed to the publishing of circulation war between Joseph Pulitzer and William Randolph Hearst. Two names that I'm sure all of you have heard of, even today. Um, however, despite being able to have more ways to fact-check sources of stories, we still have the fake news sensationalism that exists to sell ad space and to get foot traffic and viewers. If a news network exists and does not readily tout the idea that they are a non-profit source such as PBS or NPR, do believe that they are a corporation. And when dealing with corporations, big or small, profits matter. Profits matter more than you and the truth. So if you feel, um, so if they feel they can get more viewership and ad revenue by presenting themselves in a certain way, uh, with a business model that will most definitely have a mission statement. Whether or not they are forthcoming about it, um, expect them and anyone that works for them to act accordingly to that mission statement of their corporation. I went to one of the um, up-and-coming news sites, AON, uh, the AON Network. I went to their website um, right away. Because uh, I wanted to research exactly what they would say about this uh, this type of thing um, on their About Me section. Right away, I get into uh, the website. Right away, uh, there's a pop-up um, asking me to allow the website to validate my device. Um, <clears throat> look, I'm not a huge conspiracy theorist. Um, sometimes I... Um, I look into them sometimes, mostly, mostly for um, entertainment purposes. Um, but I'm on the AON website to look at it with my Chromebook. What else do you need to know about me? Um, I of course said no and did not allow it. Duh. Um, but anyways, back to AON as a whole. Uh, AON is owned by Herring Broadcasting, um, which is a for-profit corporation that specifically states in an initial press release uh, announcing that AON was coming, um, that it will be a conservative site station saying, uh, quote, that it will be, quote, uh, substantial, substantive, contrarian viewpoints to a plethora of left-leaning, shouting-style political news programs, end quote. It really just comes right out and says that it is conservative news station 
that will no doubt center its views accordingly. So, if you watch AON, like I sometimes do, I sometimes watch it mostly as a joke because I'm very liberal. If you didn't already notice, um, but it is no secret or mistake that it seems to be very much right leaning. And so, like, let's look at the flip side. Let's look at the flip side here, okay? Um, one of the news sources that's widely believed to be very left-leaning as opposed to right-leaning of OAN um, would be MSNBC. Uh, it's believed to be largely liberal bias news source. Doesn't actually come out in their, in their uh, About Us section and doesn't actually, you know, come out and say that they have a liberal bias. Um, it could be viewed in a number of ways. So, I mean, to be honest, it is mostly, um, and this is why I sometimes enjoy watching it, um, it is mostly a liberal bias editorially, um, but there are some allowment for slightly conservative or centrist voice voices on that network um, that I also enjoy watching, um, that I also value their opinion. Um, so the, it doesn't actually come out in their about you section, about us section, um, that they have specifically um, attempted and um, meant to have that liberal bias. Um, which uh, could be viewed in a couple different ways. Um, in one way, it's reassuring that they aren't centering um, themselves on their liberal bias with the way they operate. On the other end, it could be viewed that they aren't really being honest about their mission statement um, as a for-profit to the public, um, as an example. <clears throat> so let's get right down to it. So. What do we do to make sure we are being informed properly? As the X-Files taught us, the truth is out there. You have to just look for it. Question everything and anything. And remember, if something seems fishy, it might be. If someone is making statements about how bodies of law and documents of law are affected or interpreted, read that document for yourself. In the end, you are the chief, you are your own chief researcher. And maybe you can find reason to believe the people that you would like to believe. However, remember, the emperor is still naked. A little bit of truth paired with a lot of bullshit lying is still a lie. There is no such thing as alternative facts by, defini by definition. There are the facts and then there are bullshit lies. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit no matter how much mayo you add to it. So make something else for dinner. Media and being informed is a major part of pop culture, like I mentioned earlier. So get out there and get informed. Remember, most people are driven by the almighty dollar and a lot of, and, and basically the act of seeking it. Um, a lot of them. A lot of them. Okay. Media... Um, and the media industry is just 
really rich industry and they have millions and millions, billions and billions of dollars invested in this shit. Okay? So they're out as profit organizations. Realize that. Understand that. Um, so their center um, focus is selling that product whether they care about your well-being or not. And that is... And that is where I will leave you for this episode. Question everything. Research your views. Remember your rights. And if you aren't sure about what those are, just read the Constitution for yourself. Have a great week. I'll be back soon. This was the Officially Unofficial Geek Podcast. I, again, am your host, Carrie Quinn. And have a great week. Bye.